Mahal and Meadow are having a staring contest, everybody. Who's going to win? It's definitely her. Oh, she blinked. <laughs> that dog just stares at you guys. It's so freaky. I witnessed it firsthand this weekend when I was visiting Meadow. She just, you turn around, she's right there staring at you. Yeah. All the time. She's my shadow. Yeah, she really is. I can't believe your mom put bells on her. I was just, I'm going to take it off so it's not yeah jangle her little Christmas bells. They're she adorable like though. A little reindeer. She's so cute. It made me so happy to see the excitement that those women had when we walked into the store your mom that was, was at. So funny. I caught it on camera. Women, these two women saw Mahal and just had a field Freak. day. Granted, they had a dog at home that looks exactly like her. So it was pretty cute. Tell people your PSA. Um, please. <laughs> I know that my dog's the cutest thing you've ever seen in your entire life, but please refrain from just like using your tongue to make out with her. Like it's just a lot. And it's my dog. I don't, it's, it happens all the time. And frankly, just the worst part about having a dog mm -hmm. is other dog owners. It really is. From yep. whether they're, yes, she's friendly and then they try to attack my dog to I love dogs. I'm going to get on the ground and make out with yours. Like, it's so cute. Please love her and give her attention. But please stop, like, kissing her so intimately. That's my dog. It's weird. It's really weird. I don't own I just, a dog and I was weirded out by it. Well, if you don't own a dog, all of it is weird behavior. If you do own a dog, yeah. you get like, oh, cute, fun, whatever. I Erin and I always talk about it because it's like, not only is she so small and cute and delightful, but she will run into your yeah. arms and lick your face and hold you and be so cute and smile and like give you all the interactions that she you're looking for. She makes you for. feel so important. Yeah. You know what I mean? As a small dog. And so everyone wants a piece of this. <laughs> I can't believe she's just stayed sitting that way the whole time. She'll give it to you, but I'm saying oh, yeah. please refrain. Guys, when I slept at Meadow's house this weekend, Mahal was, first of all, slept behind my knees the entire time. Second of all, so Meadow wakes cute. up earlier than I do, so left the room. Mahal was standing outside the door. We will insert oh, proof. Okay, we'll we will send you the photo. Proof. Yeah, she was like crying and getting there and then just like looking at the door like, where is Gabby? And then when you let her in when I was awake, the fear that came over my body because I saw her eyes. Meadow put her on the bed and her eyes got so like as if she hadn't eaten in weeks, just sprinting towards my face. Like I, my heart skipped a beat. You love And then her. just shoved her tongue like in every hole on my face, or nostrils, ears, mouth. Like I was like, Mahal, this is eyes. No one wants yeah. this. Yeah. She wants it. So badly. So badly. She just wants your love so badly. And like, I'll give it to you, sister, but like, God damn. It's a lot. No, it's a lot. It's a lot. Anyway, welcome back. It was really fun, though. It was fun to cuddle. Mm -hmm. We had some good bestie time. Yeah. I loved it. It was the first time that I'd been there by myself with you guys. I know. It was really it was weird. Even, you hadn't really had like a cozy weekend in our apartment yet either. So I'm glad that you got the vibe. I'm glad that you thought the vibes were immaculate. Am I an easy guest? Because I don't want to do anything. Easy. You're an absolute easy guest. I mean, none of us okay. ever want to do anything. Yeah. But. No, completely I'm easy like, But guest. tell me I'm the easiest. <laughs> no, you're the best. You're absolutely Thanks. the best. Come anytime you want, please. Okay. Yay. I think Aaron had so fun, fun too. Aaron's really on so. his RuPaul shit. So the fact that we could all just like sit there and watch RuPaul, he was thrilled. No, I was like, I was so happy. I got Meadow's hometown tour. Saw all the homes she grew up in, loved every second of it. It was so beautiful and fucking picturesque. 
And then she was like giving me all these options as a best friend does to keep me entertained. And I was like, mm-hmm. honestly, can we go home? Can we go home? Like, I just want to <laughs> lay on your couch. Let's watch some RuPaul. Let's order some food. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The food needed lime. The leftovers were good. Yeah. How were those leftovers? It was good. Those was th- good. those veggies, fire. Yeah. That, so the left, I basically just ate rice, broccoli, and green beans as leftovers, and it was fantastic. And then Aaron Yummy. ate the rest. Yeah, the yeah, lime really the there. lime needed to be done, but it was great. But come back so we can get pho again because I, I do really want it. Shit, I might I, ask it, her yeah. to go. Oh, God, that pho is really good. That was good. I won't reveal Hello. my secrets. Everyone in San Diego already knows what it is, and if you don't, I'm I'm so sorry because I really try to not gatekeep a lot of things. But if I frequent an establishment all the time, I'm fucking gatekeeping it. I'm so sorry. Just Honestly, for a matter same. of personal safety. Same. Yeah. Not like we have tons of followers or whatever, but you know what? It's how it starts. And we have already gone some weird DMs and we have friends that, you know, bad digital boundaries. So I'm going to gatekeep. It doesn't matter who you are. I don't like the same thing with posting where you are when you're there. Oh, never. That was my biggest, that was my biggest fucking point of contention with my boyfriend when we first started dating everybody. It was sketchy. He would post. I remember. He would post shit in the moment. He would do lives, Gabriella. Do you remember that? Don't tell the people that. Who they're going to think I'm dating. Do not tell the people that. This was before the Instagram cleanse, Meadow. I cannot oh believe you outed him this the way. The way that Aaron is, I've told you this already, but the way that Aaron. You can't like, say this out loud. I'm not going to say the thing, but the way that Aaron knows the pre Instagram cleanse. Here's the thing. So fun. Let me defend my man really quickly because if a man, no hate, no shade, do as you want to do, but like I'm fine if not excited by a man that their Instagram is tragic. Yeah, absolutely. Because I'm like, oh, they don't care. It's fun. They don't don't care. care. Yeah. It's one thing if it's your job. Like, it's one thing if you're like a a professional who needs to use it. It's one thing if like you're a social media person, like fine. But like something about, I don't know. I think it's just an ick of mine. Something about like a man with a perfectly curated Instagram who's like not famous or doesn't have a following or like does. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think teach their own. Teach I've their dated. Own. I've dated. Both. Teach their own. I'm going to get myself into trouble. I'm going to get myself. You into are trouble on here saying, but that. who cares? You can have an opinion. I've dated both, and if, frankly, it doesn't make a difference. But the, yeah. yeah, exactly. Frankly, it doesn't make a difference. But I've I've outed Aaron's Tochella on here before. People know his Instagram was yeah. wild. I just need to set the record straight. He wasn't like going live to talk to people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like me feel the need to set the record. So straight. Go ahead. It was for a specific reason. It was not because he was just like going live. But the point is that like his location was tagged in the fucking live. Yeah. And I was like, are you kidding yeah, me? It's horrifying. It's absolutely I don't care horrifying. if you have one follower, if you have a million, yeah. like safety. Safety first, friend. then teamwork. That's the rule. Anyway, welcome yeah, back to so now. Every time we go to a restaurant. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm just gonna keep going on here and there's right. nothing else to say about it. <laughs> 20 minutes in, Gabby's still talking about the importance of not posting while you're there. <laughs> Can you tell that we just did a Patreon episode where we've just been rambling for 30, 40 minutes? Best idea you've ever had was to do that first. I, yeah. Because we were tell. so just slow moving on it. that one. I could just feel it. Yeah, we really just were. Gloomy. Sorry, Patreon. It's just gloomy. I woke up feeling a little Cozy. sicky. What's your excuse? Yeah, nothing. <laughs> I'm just here. I'm just vibing. I say it in Patreon. Like, I'm in the past couple of weeks. I am just here. I'm here. I'm moving. Your energy is nothing new. A1, Meadow. I've been having good energy. I'm just mm-hmm. vibing in my daily routine. Quotidian, quotidian moments. Quotidian's You're being one of my very present. Words. Yeah, I'm being very present. 
which is really fun. Mm-hmm. Let's do a Q and A though, because we have day. so. Thank you so much. Same. We have so many good okay, questions yeah. this time, and I I genuinely want to try to get to as many as we can. Okay. Yes. Thank you for organizing See, them for us. Sometimes Meadow and I are like, do we film more Q and As? Because we feel like we just oh, excuse yeah. me, record this. a lot of Q and As, but. I don't know. I feel like every time we ask questions, you guys send a lot of good questions. So do you like solo Q&As? We just ask Patreon to let us know, but also let us know. Send us DMs or join our Patreon and just message us there because we respond a lot faster on there. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Do you guys enjoy solo Q&As? Because we really do. And then that way it feels like we have space to do like maybe once a month, like a solo that's like a big unpacking that's more core wound, like with tangible resources and yeah, stuff like that. Bigger hmm rather than us just like rambling because we feel like patreon is a nice space for rambling that's kind of how so we're going to our ramble. episodes moving forward unless there's a outrage big. and demand and yeah protest but for now that's kind of what we're going to do we're going to do q a's and then big thematic yeah. gorgeous unpackings and if you want the stream of consciousness right. ramblings go to patreon mm-hmm Okay. I like that you didn't give up when you were saying the word consciousness. Stream of consciousness. I'm really trying to, the word, the word, the psychobabble today is just outrageous. <laughs> it's fine. I feel the need to point out that I've been in this outfit, by the way, for three days. Oh, this exact sweatsuit. I've, th- I'm not kidding. Today is the first day I've changed my outfit in three days, but I'm on my period. Yeah. Like, listen, we changed our underwear and like we showered once and like I, I slept in PJs, but. You. Same sweatsuit. Here we are. Yeah. I just haven't put it away. It's just been in front of my bed. Okay. okay I love I'm that stopped. sweatsuit too. Thank you. I spent so much money on it. I better fucking I wear it every single day. I love it. I really want to get my prescription put into the sunglasses, the cherry sunglasses I have, because I just don't reach for them mm. because I can't see in them, but I just need to get contacts again. Anyway, I, I need to go get new glasses because I'm getting headaches again. Ooh. So I feel like my Ooh. prescription, I mean, the last time Let's I got both a prescription do that. was before the pandemic. Yeah, I haven't gotten one in a while either. My eyes are bad. Let's be accountability buddies and let's do that. Great. Okay. Okay, question number one. Okay. Sick. Amazing. Whoa. That blew Careful. Me. Advice on how to start your own business slash pursue passions when you feel burnt out from your nine to five. Hmm. I have a lot of thoughts. Please take it away. Okay, thought number one, and I'm taking this term, not that it's not a common term, but Chrissy Rutherford has a wonderful newsletter. Mm-hmm that I love called Forward Forward Joy. Joy. Everyone should go subscribe. It's free. Amazing. And she talked about leaving her job at Harper's Bazaar to go freelance. And she said a phrase that I was like, "Mm, exactly. It's a calculated risk. Mm. You got to take a calculated risk, I think, is the key thing. Because that means that you need to have your finances in track. You need to have backup plans. It doesn't mean like don't do it. It just means be very clear on making sure that you're squared away for however long you feel like you need to have money stored up before you're going to start, you know, seeing that return on investment on whatever it is you're doing. TBM calls it a six-month FU fund. Mm. They say if you want to like start making moves to move on, you get a six-month fuck you fund in place before you move to like cover six months, all your expenses that you would need. That's what my mom would call having your own money when you're in a marriage and like a yeah in any yeah, yeah, in yeah. any relationship she's like you need to have your own fuck you fund so yeah. you can run whenever you totally, want totally. And i was like weird intention but like it's true your mom would yeah so yeah number one take a calculated risk because mm-hmm. you know me and meadow are all about mm-hmm. following your passions make sure i would say have mentors and expanders mm-hmm. in your life have mentors and expanders that maybe they're not doing exactly what it is that you're going to be doing but that have are on a similar route, have already accomplished something similar, can give you perspective and guidance both in a personal because 
starting your own business, I'm sure is extremely draining in a personal level, but also can give you financial guidance and just like those business smarts. I'm reading because I wrote it all down and my brain's moving too oh, fast. Nice. I would also listen. I would get your human design chart read. Wow. Because I cool. think it, I think it's a really cool way to work smarter, not harder. We're going to have cool. a human design expert come on. Yes, We're we really are. excited about it. We'll get a code for Patreon. So if you're interested, once that episode comes out, sign up for our Patreon and get your own human design chart read. I think it gives you a very good peek at where your strengths are and how to play on them. And again, how to work smarter, not harder. And specifically for career that. too. That's interesting. I'm yeah, excited to mm-hmm. definitely for career. Gabby and got her human last, design read. I haven't. I'm very excited to dive into it. No, it like, and the reason I brought that up is because I got my human design read maybe two weeks ago and it has completely shifted the mentality that I'm moving from. Wow. Just because it's, it's given me that sense of like, oh, I kind of needed a third party to tell me that even though I already knew it intuitively. Sure. But now I know that that's the way that my body operates and the way that my mind operates. And it's given me that excuse to actually function from that. And I feel things moving a lot faster. Wow. Because of it. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. It's also made me a lot more present. Oh my God. I cannot wait to figure out what mine is. Yeah. Well, I know what it is, I would but say, to learn about it. Yeah. To get it read. And then the last thing that I would say is to, if you're going to take the sleep, congratulations. That's exciting. That's so mm-hmm. amazing. But make sure that you're doing as much as you can. Obviously fears are real and we're always going to have some fear of failure and all that stuff, but try to practice as much as you can moving from an abundant mindset and not a fear-driven mindset because that will is stagnate a word that yeah. will like make you more stagnant, yeah. I feel like. I co-sign everything. I think the only two things I have to add are one, be really gentle with yourself. Everyone's on their own timeline. Starting your own mm-hmm. thing is wild. Once again, Gabby and I feel like we're surrounded by a world where people are just like 19-year-old multimillionaires and that's not realistic and that's not probable. And you know, if your dreams are your dreams, for some be, people let is. them exist on their own timeline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For some people it is, but let that happen on your own timeline. And I had one other thing I wanted to say. Your timeline is divinely guided. Your timeline is divinely guided. Good affirmation. The universe never says no. It says yes, not yet, or I have something better for you. I love that. I heard you said it. it. I heard it somewhere. Or I don't when remember. You wrote and it? now I can't stop saying it. Yeah, I was like, You wrote it and I read it out in the car to Zoe and we both were like, damn. Isn't that a good one? Meadow has bars. That's mm-hmm. a really good one. Thanks. I, it was mm-hmm. not my original thought, but what is? I really had something else I thought was good to say, but I don't know what it is. Move on. I'm going to let you take this one. Um, tips for teasing out your authentic code. Someone's listening to TBM. I or love that. To the TBM episode. I'm, I'm interpreting that as you're, you're new to understanding what your authentic code is. And maybe that ruffles some feathers because it's different than how you're presenting to the world. Is that kind of how you're reading it? Um, I didn't necessarily take the second part of it, but I got the teasing out. Like, way to get familiar with it or how to figure out your authentic code is the way that I interpreted that question. Okay. Okay. That's different. Like figuring out what it is versus acting in it feels different to me. If it's figuring out what it is, frankly, TVM is such a good way to do that or different values exercises. Our co-create journal has a values exercise that I think is wonderful, but I think nothing's done it for me like TVM because I think if you did both journal exercises and coupled it with the EMDR meditations of TBM, that's such a beautiful way to find out the truth of what it is. Because unless you're going to create genuine space for meditation in a way where you're going to separate yourself from your identity and your thoughts and your emotions and what people project on you, I think people can think what their authentic code is. And unless you're really, really, really Mm -hmm. actively deprogramming what's been projected onto you, what's your family stuff, like what are you doing out of ego? that might not align and then acting in it can get kind of wonky. So I, mm-hmm. I, I really love that TBM has that space to have you practice that separation in order to have it come about as well. Um, and then if it's in terms of 
parceling it out? That's a hard question for me because I feel like once you figure out what it is and you're reminding yourself every day, it's hard to not act in alignment with it. Or I mean, of course, when we have triggers or blocks or other things come up, but it's it's hard to stray away from what you know is your truth when you're constantly reminding yourself of it. And I think when you're acting out of something that is so authentically you and delivering it with kindness and love and empathy and allowing other people to be who they are and allowing yourself to be who you are, shit aligns. And that that can totally mean friendships dropping away, relationships dropping away, relationships getting stronger. It can mean some shifts are going to occur. But it just it just feels so much more natural. You know how we talk about like the the sled going down the snow when we're forming neural pathways. Like that mm-hmm. choosing just becomes so so much more effortless when it really yeah. really really comes from the your authentic place. And when you don't like what you were saying earlier, like when you don't choose what's authentic to you, you're much quicker to realize it and adjust. Exactly. I really hope that. Or your even question. if you don't adjust, have the wherewithal to now know like, okay, that wasn't acting in alignment. Like next time I'm not going to choose that. Mm -hmm. Same thing. Absolutely. Great answer. Thank you. How to support someone in partnership as they work through trauma. Hmm. Um, Number one, I would encourage you to encourage them to make sure that they have as much support as possible around them, i.e. therapists, experts, all of that. They said partner healers, specifically, like a romantic partner. They said in partnership. Yeah, in partnership. So I'm assuming a romantic partner. I'm yeah. assuming that. It's very easy for a romantic partnership to be someone's number one. And that's really not mm-hmm. appropriate, especially when you're working through some deep-seated mental health stuff. So absolutely resource out and make a strong community around you. And maybe you have to help them find that. I mean, yeah, that does not, that's not to say that they, you guys can't unpack things together, absolutely. but it could also be more from a place of like, look what I learned about today in therapy or look what helped me today or something that I unpacked. Let me mm-hmm. share this with you so that you understand me better. I also want to say, cause I was going to say like, it, it's not going to come from like a trauma dumping thing, but I just think that that term has gotten so misconstrued mm-hmm. With, mm-hmm. with the internet, because that's just a part of, I think, being in intimate relationships is mm-hmm. working through your partner's traumas. Absolutely. Working through things. Um, also, I would encourage you if you're open to it, to getting your own therapist or doing mm-hmm. your own sort of work that can help you communicate mm-hmm. to your partner better. Mm-hmm. Educational resources, learn about if, if this is trauma in a way like big T or they're unpacking a mental health issue that maybe you don't have, like supporting yourself with education is really great. Going to a family mm-hmm. or friend like NAMI's family, like an family Al-Anon support thing, groups yeah. and Al-Anon type thing is really great. Well, like we said, like having them have a different support system so that it's not on you because quite frankly, it's really inappropriate to be your partner's therapist mm-hmm. and will hurt your relationship. Yeah. And taking care of yourself, be a model, model example, be, mm-hmm. take care of yourself, send them different podcasts that you listen to like ours, you know, just share with them a coping strategy that works. What were you going to say? I was about to go off a tan- on a tangent about just TikTok. It's not even worth the tangent, to be honest. Okay. Because I kind of already alluded to just terms getting thrown around and people taking them to extremes. And yeah, we're yeah, like, yeah. oh, you know, get rid of toxic friends and, you know, think about where you're expending your energy. Then people are like cutting everybody out of their lives and right, doing right. It's just not letting anybody tell them anything, like not just a random person on the street, but not letting their partner like tell them about something that's happened to them. Oh, Even if you're asking like, hey, do you have the space? Whatever. But do you know what I mean? Yeah, just absolutely. People take it very extreme. People take it very, very extreme. Yeah. Um. Okay, similar. How to support somebody who is figuring out their new meds when they say that they hate all therapy and meds. 
ask them different ways they like to be supported, research different therapy modalities, like research maybe the meds they're taking, find other instances of people taking it, maybe in your real life, not on the internet, because that can get really sketchy. Mm -hmm. Explore other things that feel really good. If they don't like meds, but they're still taking them for their mental health, but that feels like a point of contention, then look up some totally opposite coping strategy like affirmations or ASMR and get into something funky. I think it's just asking people where they feel most supported, educating yourself on what they're going through and being there for them in an appropriate manner. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like what you were saying about in addition to what they're doing that might not feel amazing, introducing other modalities, especially because that affirmation type stuff could really help with just reframing the idea of meds. And I think that's the biggest point is, is approaching meds with such a open perspective as the partner and being like, this means nothing about you. People take blood pressure medicine all the time. If this is what you need right now, then this is what you do. Like, I don't believe Mm -hmm. that meds have to be forever. I believe if meds are forever and it works for you, that's fantastic. Like I don't, mental health is so individual that I think any way that they did say, keep going. This, this one was specifically like they put in parentheses, like this person. I saw, I saw the schizophrenia. Yeah. So it, do we want to believe the diagnosis? They put in the question. I don't know. Or we're keeping it anonymous. I don't know. We, we're keeping it anonymous. I think it can be in there. Yeah. Well, I said it. I've had family members and clients with schizophrenia, and I think mm-hmm. meds can absolutely change someone's life. I think sometimes it's really hard to find ones that work for you. Yeah. And sometimes they don't work out. And I think it's everyone's individual journey is so unique. And if it works for you, it works for you. But I think being really honest about it, having a great support system, mm-hmm. you know, approaching it with a really open mindset, because maybe it's what you need right now. And that's totally okay. And as a partner, if you can reiterate that to someone, I think that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Meds can change someone's life truly, especially with schizophrenia. Mm -hmm. Shifting slightly. Uh, Well, not slightly, shifting. Places slash resources for learning about moon phases in relation to energies and manifestations. I'm going to let you take this one away too because you are our resident. I'm posting all the moon stuff. And every time I do them, it's because I'm going to my like three or four favorite places and like taking all their messages and bringing it and making Mm -hmm. a big compartmentalization because I am not in touch with this enough. So what are your favorite places? Alina Alive. This is all on YouTube. Alina Alive, Lior Alexandra, um, Akarnam LA. She has good ones. That's on Instagram. Sometimes Edia ASMR. She does tarot readings though. It's not really like understanding with the moon. I think the two, the two most poignant ones that explain it the most are Alina Alive and Lior Alexandra on YouTube. Poignant. Shit, dude, I can't handle <laughs> it. You guys, in case we haven't said this publicly, because I feel like I can't stop talking about it. Poignant has been our favorite word for the past three months. And I was just writing an article and I was lo- I looked up the actual dictionary definition. And I guess in addition to how we're using it, by definition, it has to imbue like sadness or regret. But we've kind of been using it more generally, but for something that feels really like indicative or really representative mm-hmm. of what we're talking about. And now I'm like so mortified and embarrassed. I said it on the panel. I've said it on this podcast a hundred times. I don't, I don't think anybody else fucking knows that because I sure did it. Not me thinking I represent the entire world, but I'm like, I had no idea either. I thought that I was using it correctly as well. You know who will fucking put us in your place? Ask your father. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. No, I want to know his opinion. You have to know. Yeah, I will actually. Okay, thank you. will you. know. That's a yeah. very good point. It's a, That's a really good person to ask. I'll ask my mom this morning, and you ask your dad. Yep. I woke up this morning with an email from my dad and I, I and it love was like, his emails. This, No, but it was like, check this out. And I was like, what? And it was like a forwarded email from somebody else that like works with him. And I was like reading it. I was like, does he want me to see this? And then I responded and I was like, confirming you sent this to the right person. And then he was like, I absolutely did not. And then sent me a follow-up email, which I have not opened yet. 
that is, let me just read to you. I love him so much. The subject line. Hola, Carlos. Mistake, blunder, omission, fault, and lapse. Absolutely. <laughs> Did you, was it blunder or blunder? Blunder. Blunder. Whilst blunder. I'm sorry to have sent you an email that was to be sent to another, I am thrilled and inspired <laughs> when receiving a communication, no matter how brief, from my youngest daughter. Love, a dad. <laughs> I love it so much. These emails make me so happy. He's wild. Okay, next question. Okay, how to deal when life gets overwhelming? Get present. I would say, yeah, get present. You got to ask yourself what you need without judgment to fill up your cup. And I think when things get overwhelming, you're thinking about a lot of things that aren't right here and right now. And when you really scale back to the right here, right now, and can drop a lot of those other narratives. And I think that has to, I mean, if you're really overwhelmed day to day, you absolutely have to. How many times can I yell about this non-negotiable? Start a meditation practice. No, seriously. Like I can't reiterate this enough. It changes people's entire lives. It's the most research-backed. It will transform your entire day-to-day experience. I can't yell at everyone enough about this. No, for real. It's true. Even, I mean, not the same as going in depth meditation, but even just taking five, 10 minutes to stretch the other day I woke up so anxious and I started off with the meditation and then later on throughout the day I laid on the ground and just stretched it. and it forced me to be so present and remember that like I am existing in a body and it grounds you back to earth you can also do grounding meditations go on a walk pretending that like a root is coming That's out of you, like you and one. I were talking about that like root chakra put your toes into all yeah, the way into ground the center in some grass the or the beach yep yep mm-hmm, I love all mm-hmm. of those Getting yourself present, I think, is incredibly, incredibly valuable. And then you could journal out all your worries so you get them out on paper, Mm -hmm. maybe burn it or maybe just leave it. Then try to do the meditation grounding practices, get as present as possible. Maybe take, if you're a list taker or you like writing things out, maybe take inventory of where you're expending the most energy Mm -hmm. or any of your energy and then sort of working through that and figuring out what's like a waste of energy or what you want to be putting more energy into. That's one of my questions on my old gratitude journal that I think I shared on TikTok a long Mm -hmm. time ago, but I found my like 2016, 2017 gratitude journal. And every single day I used to write two to three things I'm grateful for, two ideas I had that day, um, two things that are out of my control, two things that are in my control, and then what I want to spend more of my focus or energy on that week. And it's such an incredible daily Mm check-in. Okay. Next cue. We're just plowing through these, aren't we? We're trying. Okay. I love that somebody asked this because Meadow and I were just talking about this. Where to start healing your sacral chakra? I did, I did a little research because I was like, I have no fucking clue. Ask Dr. Michelle. Oh, do you want to share what your research said? Sure. So I was about to go on a tangent about like what it actually is, symptoms, stuff like that. But I feel like maybe we, won't, we don't do that. No, do a little bit because I'm sure some people don't know. Okay, so your sacral chakra I'm reading is located two inches below your belly button. Reproductive organ governs your emotion, sensitivity, sexuality, self-expression. Some symptoms from when it's not balanced or blocked can be depression, anxiety, things that come from sexual trauma and shame, Mm -hmm. lower back pain, hip pain. And a lot of the things that I was reading were about Reiki, Mm -hmm. finding a healer, someone like Dr. Michelle that practices five element acupuncture, water drinking it, connecting with water, certain foods. You can look up a list of foods that are healing for your sacral chakra. Um, 
different creative expressions because it's tied to your creativity as well. So like mm-hmm. doing random things that light up your creativity mm-hmm. or surrounding yourself with people who are really creative that if you're not feeling it in that moment, you can find those people and like mm-hmm. kind of feed off their creativity. Different hip opening movements, mm-hmm. crystals. Mm-hmm. I feel like you were doing a lot of stuff around that, huh? I was doing all of that. And I I love, I co-sign every single thing you say. I'm like, uh, listen to our Dr. Emily, Sex with Emily mm-hmm. episode, because that has a lot of really good information in that. And we talked about that a little bit. Mindful masturbation practices, creativity practices, Whispers of the Wolf and Edia ASMR have a lot of sacral chakra specific videos. And you can kind of like meditate with them and visualize them like pulling traumas out of it, mm-hmm. communicating with your partner, wearing different things, doing different things, journaling about it. I, yeah, I love everything you said co-sign all of it. Love that this is the next question because you kind of just said wearing different things. Somebody asked personal style tips. I've just had a breast reduction and I'm thrown now on what to wear and where to start. Dress for you because this is as simple as that sounds. This is a lesson that I'm drilling into my head now. We talked about this a lot this weekend. Yeah, because I'm so over dressing. Listen, love a trend as much as the next person, but I'm so over dressing in a way that's like me trying to keep up because nothing feels more uncomfortable than when you're in an outfit that you do not feel good in. Mm-hmm. So whatever Absolutely. feels like your, it's your second skin, like it was made for you. I interviewed this poet. I can't remember her last name. Her first name's Orion. She's amazing. I interviewed her a while ago and she was saying that she does not buy anything that does not feel like when she puts it on that it was custom made for her. Love that. And I I disagree slightly because I have a very intimate relationship with my tailor and I will buy anything and have my tailor make it feel like it was custom made for me. But listen, we are also living in a world where not clothes are not made for our body. That's why go to the thrift store, take it to the tailor, pay 10 bucks and have it be bespoke. It is my biggest hack ever. I think get rid of sizing. I ever buy like get rid of take a number out of your head. Oh my gosh, I wear pants Mm -hmm. anywhere between no, seriously, like four to six sizes different. Yes, no, same. Literally same. Absolutely. I was just talking about this Depending with my on sister. Style, yeah. I was just talking about my sister. I was like, oh, I, I bought it in this size. She's like, what? Like, like my sister and I have different bodies, and she's like, oh, I wear that size. And it I'm like, yeah, because it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's a fucking number. And like some whoever started this brand probably had a different sample exactly. size than whoever started that brand. And it's made for different body types. And like just find what works for you. So get rid of numbers. Find just ugh, whatever makes you feel good. Whatever makes you feel good. Start at Pinterest to see like what kind of vibe is yours or what you like or really gravitated to. I think it's also helpful if you're like changing your style, kind of connecting it back to the sacral stuff. When I healed my sacral chakra, I really wanted to get in touch with my divine feminine more. So I went through and was selling all my clothes on mm. Depop or giving it away to local spots and then trying to fill it with more skirts and more dresses because now that feels good because I've healed my sacral chakra and in touch with my feminine and not afraid to express it in a way I once was. And I don't want to just dress like a teenage boy anymore, even though that felt really good for a long time too. Like you go through phases, you go through vibes. And as you change and heal, mm-hmm. I think it's really, really, really fun to play with that with fashion. That being said, make sure you're comfortable in it. Make sure it feels yeah. like you. Nothing, frankly, is sexier or cooler than someone that has such a unique style that is so different from mine. That is so them. Like, when I see other people, I'm like, I would never wear that. That is yeah. the sickest fucking thing I've ever seen. You look amazing. And I can feel the confidence yeah. reading from you. Like, that's what I want. Well, it's energy. I want everyone yeah. to wear whatever the fuck they want. That gives them that it's, feeling. Yeah. It's the same energy as what you said of like, I looked in the mirror and I decided I'm hot. I really gaslit myself into thinking I'm hot. Did you see that, Esther? That TikTok you sent me was the funniest shit I've ever seen in my life. I was like, she stole that from me. <laughs> it was funny. By the way, <laughs> so I think funny. we said it backwards. So I want to flip what we were saying earlier. But I don't know if we said it backwards. But just remember... 
we are not meant to fit clothes. Clothes are meant to fit us. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know if we said it the flipped way. Oh, I don't know either, but that's what I've meant the whole time. Yeah. Thank All you right. for clarifying, just in case. So exciting. Congratulations. It's so much fun. It's a fun place to play yeah. with creativity and self-expression. I love fashion I hope, for that. Yeah, I hope I really your healing do. is going well. Ditto. Um, any tips for sticking to new boundaries in real time, in parentheses, when somebody pushes back? I would say just don't respond right away. Don't react right away. That's a lesson that I've learned where like when I get triggered or someone's pushing me or testing me, I remember I don't need to respond in that exact moment. So even if it's like taking a beat, repeating back what they just said, that's like a good trick if you don't want the silence of repeating back what someone just said to you. Or literally having a really diplomatic answer of like, I'm going to leave this here for right now. I need to chew on this. I'll get back to you. Absolutely. And then a meditation practice where you can separate yourself <laughs> from your emotions and your thoughts and not get swept up in the narrative of them. And then look at the narrative of them from a detached perspective where you can understand where this is coming from in you, what it reminds you of in your past, why that hasn't healed. What do you need to give yourself to heal that moment? And now how can you act in according to alignment now? Thank you. <laughs> and Goodbye. scene. Thanks for coming to our TED Talk. That was supposed to be a curtsy, not a dab for anyone that. Anyway. Somebody asked, how do you feel about school? I love school. I, I love school, school and I thrived at school. I have lots of, I don't think it's for everyone. I think it's so set up for only one type of learner to succeed. I don't think it's necessary. I think, I wonder, we uh, even said. Hold on. I don't think it's, but like, you don't think it's necessary at all. First of all, we're talking about like. No, I don't think it's necessary for jobs in the world. College. I'm talking okay. about college. Okay. But I'm, you don't I'm think saying it's necessary all... for any job in the world. No, Other I'm saying like, I don't think I don't think the way that boomers have said you have to get you have to go into debt to get this job in this experience when I agree. Okay. I agree. You, it just doesn't add up to anything. But I think all I think from fucking preschool through college, I think we're absolutely geared to only specific types of learning that are not conducive to helping the entire world. I think we're focusing on teaching things that are so fucking stupid sometimes that quite frankly, we like we could be offering if I May I please? Yes. Having please. worked with the homeless population, if we fucking taught independent living skills in school, like emotion regulation, mm -hmm. how to pay taxes, how to look at different forms, how to manage a bank account, do you know how many lives we would fucking save by teaching that in public education? But rather, instead, we're going to learn the Pythagorean theorem. Like, unless you're going to go into mathematics or like need certain things, we we need such a restructuring of what we're teaching. It's not even funny. And I'm raised by a teacher, mm -hmm. an elementary school teacher, a special education teacher. I'm raised by people that got dual master's degrees and doctorates. I'm the least educated person in my family. Well, that's not quite true, but between me and my parents, like I just, I, I loved and thrived in education and would consider myself a lifelong student and was so grateful for the experiences I had and would go back to school if that was something I wanted. I think it's so individual to people. And I think it needs so much I can't think of any word besides like tune-ups mm. to where we are in society now that it's not even fucking funny. I think we need to pay teachers livable oh wages. Our teachers God, are our entire future. Step number one is ridiculous. And the way we treat them is so horrific. It's not even funny. And they're setting up our entire future generations. Mm -hmm. And we don't want to take care of them at all. Like I like, I have so many thoughts about school. Would you like to? Would you like to add? No, because I co-sign <laughs> anything, and I want to be really clear that I was pushing back because I wanted you to explain it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Always push back. That's it's called. That's my very. Mm -hmm. No, I cosign. I cosign the above. You don't have any other well, any other insights. No, I mean, I think that like, I think the only other thing that I would say is in terms of a college education. My thing is like, you know how we talk about 
when we complain about like the systems that we live in, but at the end of the day, like we're still currently living in them. And like, yes, we can fight to change them, but we're still currently living in them. Like it would be, I think, an oversight to just simply say like, you don't need a college education or you don't need those things for the current system that we currently live in, because I don't think that's necessarily true. Now, do I agree with it? That's a different story. But I think that like, obviously we're not talking about you being a lawyer, being a doctor, all these other things that like require certain Mm -hmm. Degrees. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, thank God. I don't. If you don't know what you want to do, <laughs> yeah. college is such a cool experience. Yes. If you to have try the, a lot the of thing. things on, like, like if you have if the you opportunity, have the means, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think if you have the opportunity to do it and it's something that you're interested in, I think it's a great way to like, it's like a little intro. Learn like, about yourself. Learn about yourself. It's giving you that space in between like adolescence and adulthood. I loved mm-hmm. college. I had a great time. I think if I went back to school, I would do it differently in terms of like just Mm. being there more to be like, I'm a student to like learn instead of, Mm. I don't know. I I think I, I don't know, different conversation, but my sister went back to college in her thirties because she actually then cared about her education and wanted to learn and had such a fun time. Right. Cause like I didn't love school. I loved the classes that lit me up, which just makes sense with like everything that explains the way that I am and just like, yeah. yeah. Like it wasn't until like my senior year of college that I was taking all these electives that I was like, wow, this is fucking, even if I didn't understand it, I took a class about political violence that was the most taxing class I've ever fucking taken. There were 10 of us. So we were forced to talk every single time. I felt like the dumbest person in the room every single day. And it was my favorite class in the entire world. Like I learned, it was so interesting. I love that. But yeah. Even when I hated college and was like not having a good time and thought it was supposed to be the happiest time of your life and wasn't having fun. Then guess what I did? I got involved mm-hmm. and I got a job at my counseling and psychological services. And I met people that I was interested in. I worked in mental health for the first time. Like it, it, if you don't know what you want to do or you're figuring it out, it brings great opportunities. It's not necessary for everyone. I think it's going to shift a lot in the upcoming years. I hope so. Yeah. I hope so too. But I think that, yeah, I think that, you know, if the opportunity is there, I think it's a wonderful, like Mano said, great place to be fun and learn about yourself. Be I safe. think it can be. Always, yeah. That's just a whole other conversation is... Mm-hmm college campuses. Okay. But I also, I really want people to know whether or not you do go to college, like should not change the way that people look oh, at you or your intelligence. And I feel that absolutely very, very not. strongly. And I've watched that affect people in my life. Yes. Greatly. Thank you for bringing that up. Absolutely yeah. not. Like I like what you said too, of like, you're just a student of life and you're always constantly learning because mm-hmm. and you're finding different classrooms. The amount of, it doesn't have to yes, be a traditional it, one. I have nothing else to add because everything that I will add is just repeating and not adding value because thank you for bringing that up. Very good point. It's still valuable, but thank you. Sometimes when we do these Q and A's where they're really quick and back to back, my brain is moving faster than my mouth, and I like can't get everything out. And then I feel like we're just like talking really fast. It's just like a lot. It's a lot for me. But that I guess that's why people like them. They say they like when we go really fast rather than answer like four questions an episode. Okay. Has this been four questions? No, we're on question (laughs) eleven. Watch it. Oh wow! Okay, Okay, cool. Similar to college, somebody asked, "Just finished college and don't like my degree. What would you recommend?" Sis, your skills are transferable. Absolutely. I studied political science because I was fucking curious about it. I asked me if I've used my poli-sci degree in a typical setting. Absolutely not. But it taught me, well, it furthered my education on how to write. Mm-hmm. It expanded my knowledge of the world, gave me mm-hmm. a general better understanding of what the fuck is going on. Mm-hmm. It was interesting. It mm-hmm. lit me up in that way. Mm-hmm. Bro, I went to work in magazines and worked in fashion. Like, yeah. And now I do, I don't even work in fashion anymore. My mom's favorite thing to bring up was at my high school graduation. They asked all the parents how many people graduated and got a job in the major that they graduated in. And like two hands went up. And then like how many people changed their major? Doctors. Every single hand <laughs> went up. Like 
it's, yeah. it's everyone's experience. Find something new that you like. Your skills are transferable. Don't box yourself in. Don't box yourself in. Skills are so transferable. And by the way, I find it, at least in my experience, I found that employers, especially in my field, were so interested in the fact that I was a poli sci major. Cool. Because it had so nothing to do with what I was applying to. They were yeah. and that was interesting to bring that perspective about, into a new field. And yeah. Mm-hmm. And then that's Very a good cool. opportunity for you to like boast about yourself in that interview and talk about how your skills are so transferable. Very cool. Love that advice. It just makes you a well-rounded person. Absolutely. Tips on same thing. We, I feel like we answered it earlier. Tips on getting motivated with work and school. I mean, I was just going to say like the taking inventory of where you're expending your energy and just making sure to remain present and like remember that you're there to learn and to enjoy the process as much as you can. It's a great opportunity to be able to be in school. Yeah. Tap into your authentic why. When it comes to motivation, if you don't have, if you haven't rationalized a personal connection or what comes back to like really why you want to do this, it's really fucking hard to motivate yourself. Figure it out. Figure out where this is supporting you and why you want it and remind yourself of it. That's great advice. Oh, and rest. Make sure you're finding time to rest. Oh, and rest my isn't God. Just like rest. go and, and getting drunk with your friends. Like that's not no. resting. Rest is being at home. It's fun, but it's not resting. Rest is being at home and stretching and meditating or just like staring into the sleeping. abyss. Sleeping. <laughs> sleeping. Looking at the ocean. Getting good Non-sleep sleep, deep though, yeah. rest. How many times can Andrew Huberman talk about it? Da- I called him Daddy Huberman to Aaron the other day. He was like, don't you fucking do this. Now I call like, him Daddy. Don't ruin this for me. <laughs> Daddy Huberman. <laughs> oh, my God. Daddy Huberman that's taught me. Hilarious. <laughs> Tell me your dad died. <laughs> I saw the most, by the way. I'm not going to say who it was, but I saw somebody on TikTok talking about how they listened to the Huberman podcast. And I was just like, you do not. Like, I was like, wow, never judge a cover by, never judge a book by its book cover. cover. You have to tell me yeah. after. Yeah, I will. You're going to be like, oh, that's funny. Tips on one-sided friendships. They said, do I just accept that this is the end? No. No. Don't accept that it's just the end. Well, who's being one-sided? I think it's probably coming from a place of like, they're feeling like they're giving and, and not, not receiving. receiving. Yeah. I will say like- Have a conversation. Try, yeah. Like reach out to them. Have a conversation. Let them know how you're feeling. Give people a chance. Sometimes we need to tell people the way that we need to be loved. Uh, oh, no. Always we need to tell people the way we want to be loved. Yeah, what? We're going to be mind readers? Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah, thank you. It is your right to have needs and it is your obligation to communicate them. Yeah. Said it before and I'll say it again. Also, as a friend, I feel like I very much go through in and out of phases where I'm emotionally available for other people and who those people are can cycle depending on their proximity to me. If we're working together versus if we're not, if they have a new job, like there's, there's seasons and friendships too. So I think Mm -hmm. like being really cognizant of that and then don't put all your eggs in their basket either. If they're at a place where like they can't be there in the way they have been in the past right now, then go tap in and develop some other relationships that feel really good. And we can always circle back. There's also a difference between can't and won't. So I would make sure to get clear. Absolutely. But if if you've tried all these things and it's just not working out, then yeah, lean into, uh, maybe you don't have to say goodbye forever, but lean into some other friendships that are giving back right now. That's okay too. Okay. Last one before we get to rapid fires, Ooh. which I think is perfect on our timing. Okay. So they said, so the work is never ending. How did you each know when you'd be done enough to date? He said, context. I feel like I always lose myself in relationships and I'm surprised every time. Mm. My answer for how I knew is different than the advice I would give in that situation. Okay. Because frankly, I didn't know. He walked Mm -hmm. into my life and I didn't know. And it was like a manifestation come to life that fucking blindsided me, which is really beautiful and cool. That being said, 
there are still a lot of things that were unhealed and my partner still worked through them with me and continues to. So I think it's different for everyone. I think if you're noticing a pattern that keeps coming up every time, but you're surprised and it's always after the fact that you're noticing it, that's an occasion where like working with a professional can really Mm -hmm. hold a mirror up to you more in real time, more frequently to kind of help you start to notice warning signs or like things that are coming up as they're happening or having a journal practice where you're being really honest with yourself about it. I think just implementing different systems where you have more Mm check-ins along the Mm -hmm, way, mm -hmm. but it's so hard. No one can really tell you if you're ready besides you. And does anyone ever feel ready? That's what people say with relationships, with kids, with everything. Like there's always a part of you that doesn't feel done. So also having an understanding of bringing that work into the relationship and how you present it and talk about it and support each other. And it's all a part of it. What do you think? I completely co-sign all of the above. And just, yeah, being in a space, especially of like doing the work and, and bettering yourself is important to you, finding a partner, making sure that the next relationship you're getting into, they're also open to it. I'm not saying that they need mm-hmm. to like dive in in the same way that you are if that's not that important to you. But for me, at least it was really valuable that like I had somebody who was down to like do it alongside me, but also mm-hmm. that had the, uh, the, the, not the wherewithal, the wherewithal, but like just had the, had a more solid. Okay. Here's what, here's what I'm trying to say. Both of our identities were pretty much formed. Cause like, do you know mm. what I mean? We were both very rooted in who we are. Mm. Then from there, like the work was flourishing, but I don't think mm-hmm. that like either one of us was like susceptible to being swayed just because like some guru is telling us to. Does that make sense? Yeah. that it, it makes total sense. And I'm just smiling because in my head, the exact opposite came up as you said that. Like, I feel like I feel more open to a place of healing and being with someone when I released all attachment to whatever identity I thought I had. Okay. And that's what let me know that I was that I was clear and ready to change and help and grow and be with someone else because I have no more attachment to the identity of who I was previously. See, you've done more work on that than I have <laughs> because like, okay. I mean, yeah. I do have attachment to- Or different work. It might not be yeah, more. It might because be because I do have be attachment more, you know? to my identity. Maybe I'm just misinterpreting the way that you're saying it. I just think that like, what I mean by that is I was in a place, like Meadow said, similar but different because I was on a dating app. So it's different, obviously. But like he did, and everybody that I've spoken to that like isn't in my personal life day to day, like I was getting my eyebrows done with the same girl that I always go to. And she was like, I feel like your boyfriend came out of nowhere. Like one day I was hearing you talk about this and then all of a sudden this came in. And I was yeah, like, no, yeah, it's yeah, like all of like, the beauty people around me were like, what the fuck? Because they would get like all the tea from everything yeah. in my life. Yeah, But yeah, that's yeah. really how it felt. Oh, that's cute. Because like it is yeah, really. It, no, it, it did feel that way. It fully yeah. did because it was like from one moment to the next, like yeah, I was like dating. I remember. And whatever. I remember the day. Yeah, it was dating around and whatever, and then all of a sudden it was like, no, 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 we're good. Like I found someone. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. Th- again, I wasn't done cooking. I wasn't finished because we're not finished products. But what I mean by my, let me find a way to say what I meant about our. Well, identities. I don't think you have to find a way because I don't think I don't think one way is more right than the other. I just think it's interesting that like. I have a download that felt very different. I think people do it in different ways and people need different things at different times. And that's what brings, I think what, okay, here's, I don't think it's ever going to look the same. Because here's the thing is like, what I'm saying about that is basically the the reason I brought that up was because I was saying that I think it's valuable for if doing the work is important to you to find a partner that is also willing to do it as well. A hundred percent. And my point with that is that the, how many times have we said on here, like use your deductive reasoning skills, 
be like, yeah. use your common sense. And I think that was my point yeah. about it was it's very easy for people to slip into it's like gullible is the wrong word. Impressionable is the word I'm looking for. Mm. Like it was important mm. for me to find someone who was not deeply impressionable, where they could discern what was valuable, what they could take, what felt aligned, what didn't feel aligned. And that's the point. Boy, did you need that distinction. Yes. So I think that is what I was Mm -hmm. aiming for. And that's what I was saying. Love that. Love that. Because he has allowed me, like my my identity has, I guess, who I am at my core and who I've like felt myself to be has been able to shine through and illuminate with him in a way. With him. Yes, with him in a way that it was not illuminating before, which has led me mm-hmm. now to feel much more aligned. So it's not like I was already Absolutely. in this place. Guys, I mean, if you've been listening to this podcast, you've heard the way that I shift and talk. And like, if you look yeah. at the freaking, my friend's comment on pictures of us, they're like, I cannot believe you're talking. <laughs> Can't believe you're a simp. <laughs> Seriously, yeah, so I'll true. retext it's messages so that I say to him and I'm like, oh my God, like... <laughs> It's amazing. It's no, so it's fun. wild. So, I definitely shifted in that way. Mm-hmm. God, I keep like burping on this freaking podcast. Um, my stomach was grumbling so loudly ten minutes ago that I'm sure you could hear oh my it. God, Kay, edit it out, please. Last time, Kay, <laughs> they did the the no, most. You guys have no idea how much Kay does for you. No, I no, just no, need no, you no. now. What like does for the people? Yes. Yeah. The, Kay literally zoomed in on me burping. Like me being like, I hope that they <laughs> edit it out. And they like zoom in on my face. <laughs> oh my God. Kills me. Uh, what was the point? Fire. Oh, rapid fire. <laughs> We're moving on. <laughs> yeah. I liked your answer though. Okay. Rapid fire. Fave apps to go to on your phone. Let's not say social media. Oh, okay. Is Pinterest count? No. Go ahead. Okay. Pinterest. Pinterest. New York Times. Insight timer, photos, the amount of times I just look through my photos app because I like taking photos or just like reliving memories. Oh, just got chills. Yeah. Someone walking over your grave, baby. Wait, mm. can I look at my phone? Yeah, I'm looking know. at my phone. Um, same. Love Pinterest. Starwalk 2. What the to fuck is that? To look up at the stars. Oh. Starwalk 2 is the thing that scans and shows you where the stars are in the constellations. So much fun. Yep, 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 yep. Love. Tezza oh. for photo editing. I was about to say Tezza. Tesla for photo editing or Lightroom. Love the two. Wait, I don't, this is like not something that I I use every single day because I use it to go to bed. Sleep cycle, best. Oh, I've used that ever since you taught me. Best sleep app ever. I wake up to birds chirping incrementally getting louder every single morning. It's fucking wonderful. So that's like pretty much it. I don't really like use my my flow for period tracking. Yep. We love Alyssa Vitti. Good period tracking. There's a human design app. Did you get the app? Nope. I have the app, funny enough. We but love I don't. the times. Love the times. And I've also been so into not Wordle, but the one where they gives you all the letters and you make different words. I do the mini crosswords. Sometimes I do the big crossword, but not really because I don't have the time. And then I do the word ones a lot. Mm. Do you know what I'm talking about? I like the games. I mean, the news is great, but game, I like the games. <laughs> I'm not a game girl. I won't lie. Like oh. if I'm if I'm not using social media and I'm not like editing a picture, a picture, a picture, or picture? like using sleep cycle to go to sleep or my not flow, really like, I'm phone. not on my phone. I'd rather like do it yeah. on my computer. I'd rather go on Pinterest on my computer. Oh, my same. Oh yeah, 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 same. I just mean like if I'm in line and I don't want to be scrolling Instagram, sometimes I'll look at Pinterest mm-hmm. or something. I love, like, reading, I love reading through my You're notes right. app. I always have random notes in there. Oh, I have mine. How many? How many notes do you have? Oh Jesus. Um, and then find a random one and read it. I have, I clear out recently. I have 687. How many do you have? Like 1,554. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. Closing my eyes. Stop. 
click. Oh, that's not fun. It was a shopping list. Okay. Well, I'm going to read the latest one that I have on it because okay. it's from this morning. How much can life change when instead of life happening to you, it starts happening for you? Oh, I love that. That's from this morning. The one that was above the one that I scrolled and clicked and I said, that's boring. It's a shopping one was a quote that Zoe said was January 8th, my mom's birthday. He came home from the gym and I said, how was the gym? And he said, and I quote, I didn't have pre-workout today. So I just had to go off trauma. (laughs) And I said, fantastic Zoism. I said, okay. Fantastic. Okay. Two more rapid fires. Wow. I really got to pee. I do too. Will there be another event? Yes. That's all I'm going to say. Yes. We just don't. Okay. Thoughts I vary. Okay. Um, Something that you've achieved. This person, by the way, that asked this question always asks the sweetest questions. Something that you've achieved that makes you feel proud every time you think about it. Uh, While you chew on it. The first, the immediate first thing that came to my brain was moving to LA. Yeah. It has to be. Every time I go on my balcony and I see the little Hollywood sign, I'm just like, oh, I did it. Hmm. Makes me happy. I don't know my perspective and my mental health. Yeah. Every time I think about like where I'm at and how I feel, I just am like, yeah, I'm in awe by how much I've gone through and how Mm -hmm. good that I continue to feel and how I move through it. Yes. Yes. Dude, it's so fucking true. When I think about like pre-Hoffman Gabby. Yeah. She's so proud. She's screaming, crying. Oh my God. Oh my God. (laughs) My 16 year old self is gagging. You know what I mean? Not that way. (laughs) I'm watching too much RuPaul or maybe. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. And co-create. Oh. oh, that's something else I wanted to say. Not for nothing, but co-create has an entire pattern section. So for the person that is in relationships and is kind of shocked by their patterning oh, every yes. time, co-create has a whole section on patterns. Not for nothing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Not for nothing. But co-create is so fucking good. Yeah, it is really good. I'm trying to think. I feel like Hoffman has, Hoffman has an app, and I think that there's resources on there for people who have not been there. That's cool. That they can, I'm pretty sure. Look up. Last time yeah, I checked, cool. which was like two years ago. So I should refresh and then find out. Sweet. But good pattern stuff with Hoffman. Cool. All right. Wow, great questions. Thanks, everyone. We got through like 15 questions. Wow. That's a lot for us. I I'm hope you like of it. Us. Me too. I got to pee. I got to stretch. I got to Yeah, let's go. Let's move on with our day. Love y'all. All right. Love you. Thank you for listening. How's it going, y'all? It's Aaron. Don't let your Monday suck. Don't have those Sunday scaries. I'm tired of everybody waking up in the week saying, ah, shit, it's Monday. You know what goes down? TMV releases every week on Mondays. Make sure you rate and review wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're watching YouTube, yes, TMV has a YouTube. Be sure to subscribe and ring that noti bell and never miss a thing. And also, join the TMV familia by joining the Thoughts May Vary Patreon and by following at Thoughts may vary pod on Instagram and TikTok. Thank you for listening. Great. There you go. Thanks, baby. Gotcha.